This is the Rad Podcast. Rad is both who I am, Rachel A. Dawson, and it's usually the format of this podcast, reading, action, and discussion. But today's episode is something a little different. I'm occasionally recording some episodes of different formats, and today is a deep dive episode. There are often things I want to share more about or stories I want to tell in greater detail, and this is an episode where I will do exactly that. Today, I'm going to share about how EMDR therapy changed and saved my life. Note that the following story is incredibly honest and transparent, and it includes sensitive and traumatic material and contains some strong language, so it's not for little ears. It's the honest story of a transformative season of my life, and it involves many intense emotions and painful circumstances. Here we go. When I was a teenager, I was raped. Everything changed that night. Shame became a heavy cloak I carried constantly. Guilt was a constant companion. Fear and anxiety were as near as my every breath as the abuse kept coming, and there seemed to be no end and no escape. For years, I've lived with that shame. For years, I've blocked out that night, afraid if I even began to let myself remember, it would overwhelm me. It would end me. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I kept that night behind a brick wall inside, never letting myself go there, never letting anyone in, trying desperately to just forget it all had ever happened. But it did happen. It happened to me. And time didn't heal those wounds. Time didn't take them away. Here's a journal entry from September 9th, 2019. I had awful nightmares about blank last night. He was hurting me and the terror came back and I was scared shitless, but I got him drunk enough that he passed out. I made a frantic break for it, even though I was naked and didn't know where he had taken me. It was awful. I woke up terrified and panicking and thinking it was all still real and happening. I hate this. I hate him. I hate that I'm still afraid of him and affected by him so many years later. I hate the fear that creeps back in and the way it nags at me and leaves me feeling unsettled and on edge. I fucking hate this. I want to be free. Time alone wouldn't heal this kind of hurt, this kind of fear, this shame and grief and brokenness. Counseling sessions helped. I was going weekly for over two years at this point, but that brick wall inside me still remained. Not even my therapist could chip away at it. I would get close to talking about that night, about that pain, but my entire body would seem to revolt in fear, and I'd panic and shut down. It was terrifying to even think about thinking about it. It was that bad. But there came a point last fall when my counselor asked me point blank, how badly do you want to get better? Looking back at my calendar, it turns out he asked me that question in a session the day after the nightmares I journaled about above. He said, if I really, truly, actually wanted to heal, it would be hard, but there was a kind of therapy I could try. 
He went on to explain EMDR to me, a thing I had never heard of, I knew nothing about, and was pretty intimidated by. EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, and he explained more about it from a site I'll link in the show notes. But essentially, it's this, a form of psychotherapy in which the person being treated is asked to recall distressing images. The therapist then directs the patient in one type of bilateral sensory input, such as side-to-side eye movements or hand tapping. He explained it would involve going back to my first and worst trauma, the night I was raped, and reliving it in my mind as a therapist, not him, but another person at the same center, controlled buzzing sensors under my legs to ground my body and brain to the physical space I was in. The idea quite honestly scared the shit out of me. But also, I was desperate. I knew I was stuck. I knew that night was too overwhelming for me to work through on my own, too terrifying to even try to discuss in a normal 45-minute counseling session. I knew I needed help, and I knew I wouldn't be able to find true freedom and a way to move forward until I first went back. So I said yes to EMDR. I sent the email asking the new therapist how to get started. I filled out new paperwork and I prayed like hell as I waited for the time to come. A journal entry from October 14, 2019. Today, I have my first appointment with my new therapist to start EMDR. My last appointment with my regular therapist for a while was last week and it hit me harder than I expected. For two and a half years, I've seen him every week. We have worked through so much and built a strong relationship of trust, and the rhythm of it has been so good for me. It feels scary to have to let go of that for this season, to step into this new kind of therapy that I don't know anything about and am intimidated by. But overall, I feel hopeful and ready. I want to fight for healing and freedom. I want to let go. I want to work through it all and be able to step forward, leaving the weight of the past behind. Lord, draw near. Ease my anxiety about what today's appointment will be like. Help me to be fully present and able to engage wholly in the process. Be with me in it, Spirit. I need you. I trust you. Amen. I felt the fear, and I stepped forward in faith anyway. During that first appointment, we talked about the context of my trauma— And while it was daunting to open up about it to a new therapist, she was warm and kind and gentle with me, and I trusted her easily. We spent time doing some foundational work, building visualization techniques and tools that would come to serve me both throughout the EMDR process and beyond. We worked through building a safe space in my mind, a guardian figure to go through the process with me and a container to keep the painful memories stored in between sessions. These things seemed woo-woo and weird at first, but came to be incredibly helpful in the days and weeks to come. I'm grateful in hindsight that I leaned in and didn't resist the uncomfortable, because it was important to the process and valuable to work through. The following week, the real EMDR sessions began. The session was to look like this. I would sit in a chair near my therapist with two therapappers under my legs that would buzz at varying speeds and intensities based on how my therapist turned her dial. These buzzers would help ground my body and brain to that room, and the random patterns helped my brain from becoming used to them. 
They would help me to rewire my brain to make new connections in the places of trauma we were revisiting. I would internally play the movie of that first and worst trauma, starting the scene at the beginning and running it all the way through. I wouldn't speak or have to tell the story out loud. I would just close my eyes and play it out in my mind. The goal was not to go back to that memory as the one in the scene, but as an observer watching it from outside of it. My therapist would pause me occasionally to check in, to ask questions, and to ask me to share what I was observing. Before we started, she asked me to rate my level of disturbance on a scale from 1 to 10, and we would return to that scale after every playing of the scene. The goal was to get my disturbance level down to a zero by the end. She told me most clients didn't need more than three sessions, and I felt sure I would be the first to need dozens, if not hundreds. I couldn't imagine how just a few hours of this work would bring me from trauma locked behind a brick wall to somehow being free. As part of our prep work, we talked about the core belief I was coming into this journey with. Mine was this, I'm too broken to be loved. Oof, I believed it every fiber of my being. Here's what I wrote in my journal after the first session. I started EMDR last Friday. 90 minutes, wrapped in a big brown furry blanket, theratappers buzzing under my legs. I was so anxious beforehand, knowing only vaguely what to expect, but having no actual idea what would happen as soon as I opened that closed door in my mind that I've kept closed for years. I felt ready, but nervous. The first time playing through the scene in my mind, it was like I was reliving it, and it was horrible. I couldn't stop feeling the weight of his body on me and remembering how awful it all was. When she asked what I was observing, I could only just cry and shake my head and say how mad I was at myself and at him. The second time through was similar. I was so caught up in remembering that I wasn't observing so much as I was trying to relive it to piece it all together. I kept saying how hard it was to remember and that I didn't trust what I was remembering and I didn't know how to do this. I felt like I wasn't doing it right and I didn't know how to keep going and keep replaying it all. She was so gentle and kind and kept guiding me with questions and coaching me through setting the scene again to run it through. The third time though, I felt myself switch roles to be the observer. I was standing in the corner of the room, watching it all play out instead of experiencing it. I was referring to young me as she and her, and I wasn't in it in the same way. It's so wild to me how my thinking started to change. I kept realizing how young she was, how hard she was fighting, and how she was doing everything she knew how to do. How horrible it all was, how gut-wrenching and heartbreaking it was to watch. It was awful to be that observer and have to watch all of that happen to young me. I don't even have words for it. But I started to feel such love and tenderness toward her, such compassion. I felt angry on her behalf, and I wanted to yank him off of her and make it stop. I felt so protective of her and so hurt for her. 
I could see the scene more clearly and the things I was observing weren't things about the room or the details so much, but I was observing my heart toward young me. It felt huge. I started at a nine on the one to 10 scale for disturbance level, went up to a 10, down to an eight, and then got to a five. She asked what it would take to get it lower, and I knew I needed to play the scene again and take my guardian in with me. It was such a comfort having him there. His presence made me, even me as the observer, feel more safe and protected. His presence brought light where there had only been darkness. He made me, the observer, feel less alone. It made a massive difference, especially knowing he could take blank down in a heartbeat. Even though it didn't change what was happening in the scene, just knowing he was there by my side was so healing. The whole process, playing through the whole scene six times, was so much. Emotional, vulnerable, terrifying, healing, redemptive, heart-wrenching, horrible, hopeful, incredibly hard, and yet beautifully holy. I went back to the very worst night of my life. I looked my trauma square in the eye. I faced the fear. I shone a light into the darkness. I pushed back the shame, and it didn't kill me like I thought it would. Instead, it helped heal me. I found hope there. I found grace for that young girl I've never been able to give her before. I found new love for her then and now. I don't think I'll ever fully have words for it all. But God, thank you. Thank you. Amen. That was written on November 4th, 2019. The days that followed after that first session were weird. Before I left the room after that first session, we went back to the visualization technique of the container, using it to store the unresolved memories until our next session. When it came to mind, I was to remember that container and know that the memories were stored there and couldn't come out until the next time. So I could let them stay there and not let them derail my days. It was so incredibly helpful to have this tool in my arsenal, especially because so much had happened in that session and it was a lot to process and it would have been a lot to try to work through it on my own. Ultimately, I tried to keep it safely stored away until I was back at the session where I could face it with help and with support. It was bizarre to go out of EMDR back into my normal life and back to work, knowing that so much had just happened and knowing so much was still going to happen. And then came session two. <laughs> you all, it has been several months since this whole thing happened, and I am still trying to figure out how to wrap, wrap words around it. I don't know what to say except God. God. God showed up in the middle of my darkness and made it light. God showed up in my hurt and healed me. God showed up in my brokenness and restored it to such beauty. God parted what had felt like a red sea before me, and God made a way where I could not see a way. God alone. I walked into that second session knowing I could do it, that I could face that night and live to see the other side of it. I knew that this work of EMDR therapy worked, and it had helped my level of disturbance go down in that first session. I knew it was possible now that God could meet me in my trauma and walk through it with me and bring me out the other side. So I went in more bravely, more sure, more ready. I didn't need the big brown blanket. I knew where to put the buzzers under my legs. 
I knew how to unlock that container in my mind to pull the memories back out. Knew how to start the movie in my mind. Knew that I could detach from the girl on the bed to be the observer in the corner of the room. So I played the scene again. My level of disturbance was lower, down to a three now. She asked what I would need to take it lower, and I knew I needed to go in just one more time and take my guardian with me again. So I did, and I played the scene again, and she asked me what I observed. What I realized as I answered, I will never forget it. It still brings me chills. The corner of the room where I stood as the observer, the corner where I stood next to the guardian, this figure that represented Christ and a God who is good and strong and mighty to save, was the same corner of the room I remember staring at desperately as the girl pinned down in that bed. She didn't know then, but I knew in the moment. The corner where she stared, crying and shattering open as a boy forced himself inside her. She begged for it to stop. That same corner is where the guardian stood. Light shining into the darkness. His heart shattering too. It all broke open within me as I told my therapist. Clearly, it's breaking open in me now. It all became so clear to me. I was never alone. I was never abandoned. God didn't forget me that night. God wasn't mad at me for not stopping him from raping me. God was with me. God's heart was breaking as he saw mine shatter. God was weeping with me. And that time, that final time of playing the scene out in my mind, I saw my guardian, my God, wrap that sweet girl up in a blanket to cover her nakedness. I watched my guardian wrap his arms around her in such gentle, tender love and shield her as she fled from the room, climbed the hill outside the basement, and collapsed in the driver's seat in tears. I watched my guardian protect her, and I saw a faint shimmer of light still inside her this time. Before, I was the darkest I had ever seen her, sitting in that car alone after finally breaking free from him. Before, she seemed completely destroyed, turn, torn apart, fractured into pieces. But now, she was sheltered. She was shielded. She wasn't alone. She was never alone. That was all I needed. That last time through the scene was the last time. My level of disturbance was zero. I felt a weight lift from my shoulders. I hadn't even realized how heavy it had been all those years. I felt light, weightless, like I could burst with joy and gratitude. God, 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 what a gift. My life forever changed the night I was raped. And my life forever changed again the day I finished EMDR and found freedom from the chains that had bound me in shame and guilt and fear for years. I found freedom. I found healing. I found hope. I found grace for the younger me who had felt such anger and resentment toward for years. I found anger toward my rapist for his cruelty, and then I let that anger go. 
I found kindness for my younger self who was doing all she could, all she knew. I found out that not even reliving and remembering the worst trauma could kill me. I found courage from Christ alone to face all of my worst fears. I found love for the younger me. I found God in the very place I had thought God abandoned me. I found forgiveness. I found strength to carry on and to let that cloak of shame go and to step forward into a life more abundant and free that God has set before me. I went in with the core belief of believing and knowing I was too broken to be loved. But my new core belief, fully seen, fully loved. I painted a canvas to celebrate and remind myself of the victory, and I hung it by my bed so I see it every day. Fully seen, fully loved. These words will never be enough. I don't think any words would ever be enough to tell the story. My praise to my God who saves will never be enough. I'm free. No longer bound, no more chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's such a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. I normally share information about how to subscribe and like the podcast and where to find me online, but that doesn't really feel like it fits right now. Um, I just want to say, speaking from the heart, (laughs) not from a script, that if you have experienced... um, a story like mine in any way, I would love to talk to you and be um, a source of encouragement and support in that. And I would love to encourage you to reach out to a counselor, um, whether just for talk therapy or for EMDR therapy, if it feels like something that would help you. I encourage you to ask for help. I don't wish a story like mine on my worst enemy, but I know it's more common than um I wish it were. So I encourage you truly to get help and reach out because my life is forever changed and forever better because I did. I only wish I hadn't waited so long. So I'm here for you. If you need a friend and a listening ear, you know where to find me. You are dearly, dearly loved friends. Thanks for being here.